God bless the city of Rock Hill. Rock Hill is such a special place. They're going to know Rock Hill for more than Football City USA. Pathways, Indoor Center, Knowledge Park. It's just a wonderful time to be in Rock Hill right now. The city of Rock Hill is one of the only destinations that fully gets it. It builds world-class venues that are better than anywhere in the United States. Hello and welcome to CityCast, where we aim to keep you updated on all things City of Rock Hill. I'm Ashley Studebaker, alongside co-host here, Matthew Cray. And today we are joined with our special guest, Chisa Putman. That's welcome. Correct. Thank you. Thank <laughs> yes. you. Yes. So your official title is Senior Solicitor. Yes, ma'am. And we will get into all of what that means um, in just a bit. But we kind of do this little thing where we like to get to know our guests on the fun side of things and then get into all the, you know, work and all that fun okay. related stuff. So, but we do want to find out a little bit of your background before we get to those fun questions of how you ended up here in Rock Hill and where you're from. Okay. Well, I am originally from Calpans, um, went to school in Gaffney, and came to Rock Hill um, for Winthrop. I graduated from Winthrop in 2003. That seems so long ago. Yeah. Go Eagles. Oh, my gosh, yes. yes. Almost, yeah, it's 2022 now. Yes. So there we go. The, the Winthrop grads are outnumbering the coastal grads at the table. Uh, just that's saying. all right. Sean's yes. no. <laughs> Um So I graduated from Winthrop in 2003, and I actually started out working at the city of Rock Hill because I was here as a senior. I interned with who was then the finance director, David Vihan, who's now the city manager. Okay. Um, so I was actually hired full time before I graduated Winthrop. I worked in account management with Carol Harvey and I worked there literally up until the day I was accepted to law school. Like I was accepted on a Wednesday, school started on Thursday. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Talk um, about a turnaround. Yes. <laughs> um, Went to law school in Charleston, and I actually came back to work part-time during the summer as a special intern. Um, finished up law school in Charleston. Came back to Rock Hill, because by then I was married. Um, and after I finished law school, I actually came back to work part, well, work full-time. Someone was on maternity leave, so I worked in the call center for her. Um, and once that ended, I did something else. I did some other work. and. Um, and went in private practice, I worked with legal services, and I was on a board with someone who worked with the city. And I was just having a really rough day one day. I was like, oh my gosh, is the city hiring? He's like, actually, the city is hiring. <laughs> because Chris Barton, who was the senior solicitor at the time, was on military leave. He's like, we're looking for a contract attorney to handle his cases while he's gone. So I applied and I worked with the city for a year. It was a contract position. Before that position ended, I was actually contacted by one of the local senators asking me if I was interested in a magistrate position because there was a magistrate judge position open. I'm like, sure. So I literally worked here up until the day before I was sworn in as a judge. Um, so I left here no March 7th of 2017, and I was sworn in as a judge on March 8th, 2017. Oh and I was there up until August of 2020 when um, I resigned from the judge position. I served as the as a county magistrate, so I left as the chief magistrate judge for the county and came back here August 31st, 2020, and I've been here since. So welcome back times three or so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, well, that's good, though. Nice background. Um, and now we're going to get into these fun questions. We're going to do a speed round, so 60 seconds. I'm going to ask as many questions as we can get through. Are you let's ready? Let's do it. Let's All do right, it. All right, let's go. Eating out or cooking at home? 
Uh, cooking at home. Favorite meal to cook? Lasagna. Large crowd or small party? Small party. Indoor person or outdoor? Mm, can I stand in the doorway and go half and half? <laughs> <laughs> Favorite out, outdoor activity? Oh. Uh, um, just walking, actually. Okay. Coffee or tea? Mm, tea. Don't mm. like coffee at all. Confrontational or non-confrontational? Depends on the situation at <laughs> hand. I mean, you were a judge, so I would say <laughs> museum or amusement park? Uh, museum. Morning person or night owl? Mm, definitely not a morning person. Night owl. <laughs> Favorite vegetable? Broccoli. Would you, oh, mine too. Would you rather be a musician or a snake charmer? Musician. <laughs> Would you rather have a second hand? No, a second head or a third hand? Oh, let's see. Um, ooh, head, the second head? That way Board. I can eat more. <laughs> Oh, All right, no. that's time. <laughs> I felt that. Eat more that of that lasagna yeah, and yeah, broccoli. Right, okay. I love it. Um, perfect. Sorry, I threw some weird questions yeah, on there were, for you. Yeah, those were, those me for a loop. See, I don't review those. It's just as fun for, you know, the guests as it is for myself. Um, but anyway, so digging right into kind of just what you do, and I think as far as Matthew and I's background in solicitation, we probably don't know much. So can you kind of just touch on what is a solicitor? So a solicitor is a prosecutor, and it's funny, South Carolina is one of the only states to still refer to a prosecutor as a solicitor. Um, some places you go to, they're the district attorney. So we're the local attorney for the city of Rock Hill. We handle the criminal charges. Like on the um, county level, there's the 16th Circuit, so that would be Kevin Brackett's office. Local level is our office. But we handle, um, let's say, shoplifting, traffic offenses. We handle our own DUIs here, for DUI first. Um, but the the traffic offenses and the lower level um, misdemeanors, we handle those here. You can also have a misdemeanor on general general session side, but we all, we have them here. So again, shoplifting, simple possession of marijuana, things like that that carry up to thirty days. Take me through solicitor one hundred and one, and I think you're kind of alluding to it right now. What is your role as a solicitor versus uh, a a judge, which you were? <laughs> That is a great question. Oh, we have bullet points here. This, this really points. is Solicitor 101. <laughs> right, yeah, it is. <laughs> so as a prosecutor, I'm a legal party to the case. As a judge, I'm the neutral party to the case, so I'm hearing the case, or I would have heard. I don't do that anymore. Um, as a prosecutor, I'm responsible for presenting the case in a criminal action against an individual accused of breaking the law. As the judge, the duty is to administer the law. As a prosecutor, I'm seeking a verdict, so the judge is listening to it, um, the jury's making the decision, and the judge is actually gonna render the verdict. The judge presides over the trials and renders the judgment, so whether the person is guilty or innocent. So you're one of the people who gets up and makes opening arguments and closing arguments, just like you would see in a, people have probably seen in a TV show? Yes, I make the opening statements, because we're not arguing. We're opening statements, opening statement. sure. Yes, I'm laying out the foundation for the case, I'm right. giving you a roadmap, I'm letting you know what's coming before you. So how much prep time do you, like for each case, do you kind of have to go through for yourself? It varies. Um, like, it depends on what court we're having. Like today we had PD second, and we have different types of court. We have PD first day, PD second. We have pro se first, pro se second, and then we have a trial week. So for trial week, that Monday we have um, private bar, so we're entering pleas or figuring out what we're going to do with the case. And then at one o'clock we have pro se, so they'll come in and you know, let us know what they want to do with their case, and 2 o'clock we'll have PD. So for those, it doesn't take much because we've been working on those throughout. We're just, okay. we've already made the offer, and you're letting me know whether or not you're accepting it. Now, if it's a trial, um, depending on how in-depth the trial is, 
it may take me a day, it may take me two days, but I've, of course I've been building on that as I go along. But trial week, I usually honestly don't go to bed until about two o'clock because mm-hmm. I, wow. even even though my case is already prepared, there's always that one last thing. So I'm looking at my opening statement. I'm looking at, you can't go ahead and formulate your closing statement until everything is gone, but you know your bullet points, which you still wanna push back to the jury. Um, you're working on your questions for your witnesses. Um, you're working for, and I did a lot of ums already. Um, <laughs> you're working on your opening statement, closing statement, your questions, your trial, your witness list, your voir dire, which are the questions that you present to the jury to figure out, you know, maybe I want him, maybe I don't want her, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. So it could take anywhere from two hours to five to 10 hours. And we try to do, we try to set up a schedule of four cases per day. Per day, so we have trials from Tuesday till Friday. Sometimes they fall through, but in the in that event, each person has about two cases per day, and now we have three solicitors in in the office, so two to three cases per per trial day. So if that first one falls through, you need to be ready with your second trial. So you're constantly preparing for wow. that week. Yeah. So personal question here: mm-hmm. I imagine when you were a little girl, you didn't think, "When I grow up, I want to be a lawyer." Uh, when did you decide? Did you? <laughs> when did you decide you wanted to get into law, and why? Actually, it was in fourth grade. Oh wow! Yes, and I was watching Perry Mason. It was kind of two part. Um, my mother was a single mother, and I remember when she was trying to get child support from my biological person. I refer to as a person, and I remember going with her to an attorney's office. And my mother worked at McDonald's when I was growing up, and she paid this attorney like $1,500, which is a lot of money. It was a lot of money then. It's definitely a lot of money now. And my biological person lived in a different state. And at that time, we didn't have the Interstate com- interstate Commerce Act, so you couldn't go to North Carolina to make mm-hmm. him pay in South Carolina. Mm. And I remember leaving the attorney's office with her, and she was so disappointed because she just paid this dude like $1,500, and he couldn't really help. And I was like, when I grow up, I want to help people like my mom. Mm-hmm. So oh, wow. I, when I was in That's private cool. practice, I handled family law. But the second part of that was Perry Mason. And both of you look a lot younger than me, so you probably don't remember Perry Mason, but he was so cool. When he stood up, everybody stopped and listened. He was like the best lawyer ever. I'm like, I'm going to be like Perry Mason. <laughs> See, I'm like um, Olivia Pope. Okay. Now. Yes. Oh, you're a baby. <laughs> the lo- oh my gosh, I know, yes. So <laughs> yes, uh, but Pope. <laughs> there you yeah. go. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier on the county level that the 16th Circuit. And then, of course, there's the city solicitor. What is the biggest difference? Is it kind of like the extremities of the um, the cases or the um, jurisdiction? The yeah, kind of. Well, county has county has jurisdiction over. It can handle city matters, but not if it's a city ordinance matter. If it's a let's say a shoplifting case, a shoplifting can be on the city level if it's a first offense or second offense. But if it's a um, an enhanced offense, then that's going to be on the circuit level, on the county level. Um, property crimes elevate, so once they're enhanced, it's no longer 30 days, $2,125. Um, if it's an enhanced case, it could be up to 10 years. It's a felony. We handle misdemeanors down here, just like with the simple possession of marijuana, that's 30 days or $615. If you have a second offense, that's going to be a general sessions charge. The fine is escalated and the amount of time you could get in jail, you would get in jail is escalated. So they handle the bigger charges, murder, um, manslaughter, they're handling those. We handle the local. And we do work together because sometimes a 
good bit of the time. If you have a general session charge, you're probably going to have one of our charges too, and we work together. So if it's something that can be taken up together, um, we try to do that. But sometimes our cases stay here, and then they still they still have theirs to prosecute on the circuit level side as well. So you're the one handling cases for the people who can't get an attorney. No, that would be a public defender. That's the public defender. Which we have a public defender that's dedicated to our court as well, but you have the public defender on the general session side. So let's say you got arrested. Not saying you would get arrested. Sure. Okay. I, I stole some cookies. Yeah, you stole some cookies. <laughs> so shoplifting. Okay. So you went to Walmart. You bought a, You did not purchase a pack of cookies. You took a pack of cookies. Um, you have that, and let's say you were found with weed as well. Yeah. But this is your second time having that's weed. Me. Yeah. <laughs> so here you have the shoplifting first. So that's 21, 25. But the second offense, drug offense, that's going to yep. go to general session. So okay. you, we wouldn't see you here. So if you request a public defender, which means you're indigent, you have to meet the poverty guidelines in order to qualify for a public defender. Okay. You would have a public defender in our court, and you would have a public defender on the general session side. How do you get your cases? I get my cases when the city of Rock Hill arrests you. If it's a misdemeanor charge, then my office would get your case. But okay. it doesn't automatically come to my office. We have a part-time solicitor who handles bench court. So bench court would be like traffic court or the first appearance when you, um, if you're arrested for shoplifting, you get that nice little citation, or you may have gotten a warrant, and you go see Judge Mala or Judge Lindsay, and they'll ask you, you know, how do you plead? The officer's there at that time. I'm not there. Our part-time solicitor is there. So he'll, if he can work out a, an agreement with you, he will. If not, then you may want to continue it and think about it a little bit more. That's fine. Come back again. No, I don't want to do that. I want a jury trial. So once you say you want a jury trial, then your case comes to my office. Okay. And it's either going to be between myself or two, our other two solicitors. So we also have Ben Sheely, who's a full-time solicitor, and Ronnie Yashayev. I'm sorry. I messed his name up all, good. all the time. <laughs> so we're the three full-time solicitors. Okay. So, Matthew, I don't know if you feel how I feel, but I feel like I am one of those kids that never wanted to do law school, but I'm fascinated by law. And just hearing all this, like, I'm in school right now. I'm learning so much. School's in session. Yes. yes. I actually teach part-time. Oh, wow. I teach at legal classes. Win or I teach at Winthrop and I teach at Clemson. Cool. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So what is your relationship? You have your own kind of office and department, but like, what is your relationship with the police department like? We work together. And when I was here the first time, I heard someone say, well, you work for the police department. I was like, no, we are all separate entities, mm -hmm. but we work together. Um, so when the officers make the case, like I said, they'll go to bench court. They're there. But once you decide that you don't want a – either you want a bench trial or you want a jury trial. Bench trial would have been handled there, but you want a jury trial, so you're gonna, the case is going to come to me. So the officer is no longer negotiating with you. Now you're negotiating with me. I'll review the case. I'll make an offer. So we'll ask the officer, you know, what is your position on the case? Do you feel very adamant that, you know, there should be no negotiation or this person was really nice, he wants some leeway in there? We work with the officers. Um, same thing when we have a trial. The officer is the person who made the case, so they're likely our primary witness unless it's a victim case and the officer didn't witness it. They just took the report. But otherwise, we're getting information from the officer. If we need clarification on anything, we're communicating with them. What does a, a typical day look like for you? Huh. Well, it depends on what week we're talking about. If it's trial week from right. that morning. Well, let me back up. Maybe okay. a better question is how many cases versus trials do you get? And you, you make the decision on uh, the length here, a, a day, a week, a month, or a year. Is there like a, this is about how many 
cases versus trials I get? No, it actually varies because when the cases come into our office, my office manager divides them up between the three attorneys. Okay. So it depends on how many people have been arrested. Like if a lot of folks haven't been in court, then you don't have any cases to pass over to our office for jury trials. Um, If it's been a busy week, then we may get 20 new cases that week. If it's been a slow week, we may get five. So it just varies. So I know, uh, how did COVID affect you guys? Did it push back cases that should have been tried on this state that had to be, you had to wait to try them until X amount of days later? Yes, sir. Um, When I came in, came in August of 2020, so hadn't had a jury trial in over a year. Wow. So you hadn't, crazy. or they hadn't. They haven't. Okay. The court hadn't. Oh, wow. And my court that I left also had not had trials right. because of that. Um, but it was rather backed up. Um, but we're getting the cases down now between communication and just pleas in general. Because you can't plea if you can't communicate. We went to Zoom, so we were having meetings with the attorneys via Zoom, and that would encourage them to speak with their clients. So we were able to get plea agreements and. Once we moved from that and we're actually able to get into court, it just kind of compounded and was able to help move some more cases. So y'all are almost back to up to date is what I'm hearing. I'm feeling pretty confident. When I came in, our office looks at cases per um, by the defendant. The court looks at them by the cases because you could be one person. In my office, I'm looking at the one individual. Yeah. The court is looking at you as you're one person, but you have four cases. So they're looking at your number of cases. So we were about half of what we were when I came so we're getting the numbers down really well so you were here part-time took a break and then you came before you came back full-time what's the biggest difference you've seen in the judicial system you know between those times just COVID and just trying to move the cases and we used to be able to when I was here before well I was here full-time before but it was just the contract position we were able to have two courts running for jury trials because of COVID we can't do that. We have to use the big courtroom because we have to have everyone spread out. Uh, the jury jurors skip a seat, so we can't have, you know, can be compact, can't have a full galley of folks to um, pull from for the jury. So it's slowed down. We can't move as many cases because we can't run two courtrooms. Did you have to jump through any red tape to, I mean, was it legal to do court hearings over Zoom? Yes, actually, okay. the oh, Chief question. Justice um, issued an order that we could, in order to move cases, that we were able to conduct court via Zoom. That's wild. That had to be quite the experience. It was interesting. <laughs> and at that time, I was still the Chief Magistrate when that was coming in, and it was like every week something was changing in regards to how we could conduct court because, I mean, the legal system was getting really backed up, and it's not helping any if you have cases from 2019, 2020 that you can't try because in the interim, you're still putting cases on top of those. Yeah. You're not getting a speedy trial, but I mean, no one's fault. I feel like it was a Zoom court video that came out right around the time, or you know, that could that started happening, where the judge, someone had put a filter on his screen, and he was a cat. Oh my god! And he's sitting there, and they're like, "You're a cat," and he's like, "But I don't know why I'm a cat. I'm not a cat. I'm a judge." <laughs> it was actually it was an it was a lawyer. A lawyer. And he that, said yeah. that his I think he said his assistant had used the computer and changed the filter. <laughs> but why would you have a cat on your filter in, in your legal office? But oh yes, I remember that. That was so funny. He's like, "I'm here. I'm a cat, but I'm I'm here." <laughs> just just some of the little hiccups that you didn't think you'd ever have to run into no. as a judge it makes or it, you know, solicitor fun right something that might is not be supposed to be fun? fun i know but i don't know 
So what is the, I might be jumping ahead a little bit, but what's the most rewarding part of what you do versus, and you can even touch on when you are a judge as well. Just helping people in general. We're not here to hurt. We're here to help. We're here to help the citizens. Um, not every, everyone makes mistakes. Now, if you keep repeating the same mistake, that's an issue, but people mess up. You know, you're at the party, you're young, you're at the party, your friend's smoking weed, you wanna try it. Uh, you know, you shouldn't have done it, but there is help for you. Yes, you did it, but we have, there are several intervention programs. Um, so we, we make those offers, you know, you wanna try PTI, you wanna do a conditional discharge, this is your one slap on the hand, and you know, don't do it again, so it doesn't mess up your record. But the main thing is helping people, even if someone has, um, we work with the VCAP program now, so the Veterans Alternative Court program, somewhere in there, that's VCAP, we call it VCAP. Okay. Um, but with that, like if the individual has an alcohol problem and they're a veteran, let's say you got a DUI, this program actually allows you to have that expunged from your record once you complete the program because it may have been something from your past in regards to serving in the military, maybe PTSD, whatever the case may be, that may have triggered that. So there are alternatives, so it makes me feel better to be able to help you. I'm not trying to hurt you, I don't wanna put anybody in jail. I don't wanna take anybody from their family. I don't wanna take your money, and I don't get the money. I always say, I, we don't get your fine. <laughs> you know, the fine goes to the government, but it's there to help, and hopefully it will deter you from doing that again. You know, So don't go shoplifting again, and don't go smoking any more weed. You only get that, that one free shot. But people Matthew. make mistakes. Yeah, you know, you see That's me looking me. at them, right? <laughs> <laughs> so you're, these interventions pro, intervention programs, um, as far as alcohol, drug, mental health, and I think over the last few years, we've probably seen more mental health awareness um, within the world, honestly, than we have for a long time. So is your guys' relationship with these intervention programs just like helping people get in them? Do you help run them or what's that look like? Circuit Solicitor's Office runs them. We assist them or encourage them to, um, to apply for them. So as opposed to me, if you had a shoplifting, I'm gonna go back to you and shoplifting, okay. If you had they a- They were just cookies. <laughs> <laughs> Well, after you shoplifted the cookies, it was your first offense. Right. You yeah, know, yeah. It, things happen. You, things happen. You gave them back the cookies. I gave them back. Earth. You were hungry. I was know? hungry. But that's still, you know, you admit, admit that you did it. I so did that's it. 21, 25, or it could be 30 days in jail. Well, instead of going to jail, we could, it's basically holding that charge in abeyance and you complete a program. And the solicitor doesn't actually recommend PTI says that you're not supposed to recommend it. But speaking with your defense counsel, a good alternative may be, you know, PTI, as opposed to me having this person plead to shoplifting. Same thing with um, TEP, the Traffic Education Program. As long as if the charge was, if the offense was like four points or less, yeah, four points, then instead of having that on your record, then you could go to the Traffic Education Programs because nobody wants their insurance to go up with the points on their record, right. you know. Um, conditional discharge, you and the weed. You know, the weed the first time, Yeah smack on the hand, some community service, um, get tested at Keystone, but after that's taken care of, it comes off your record. So we can make that recommendation and encourage that as opposed to giving you a fine or asking the court to give you days. An another similar thing, not necessarily in your ballpark, but for people who have ever gotten a traffic ticket, it, uh, you can go to traffic school and get uh, 
reduce the number of points that get taken off your license. Is it a similar thing? Similar. Um, there are two programs. There's TEP, which we recommend if it's four points or less, but you can only use that one time because technically it's already gone once you yep. used it. And there's the program at York Tech. So with York Tech, it hits your record, and then it can be taken off. As opposed mm. to the TEP, it doesn't actually hit your record. Okay. Ah, okay, interesting. Good to know. Not that I... You know, not having a traffic <laughs> citation yeah. or anything. Um, so, are there any partnerships with your organ? Or, I mean, I guess you could say organization, but your department or your office. Are there any partnerships there? Partnerships. I don't know if you would say partnerships, but we work with like with VCAP, okay, intervention programs. We would reach out to um, the program. Mr. Barnett is over that. We have someone that may be interested. So again, I would give defense counsel that information. Like you should reach out to them to see if your client would be eligible. I would not be opposed to it. Um, I'm trying to work on some partnerships throughout the community in regards to community engagement because I think it's very important for our office to be visible. A lot of the times, the only time you see us is when you come into court. Mm. And people are not really happy with us when they come to see us in court. I don't know why. But we want, you know, I, I want us to have a more positive effect. And don't get me wrong, it's not you go shoplifting, you come to court and like, oh, well, they're going to let me off. Not that. But we're, I want you to understand that we're not here to hurt. We're here to help the community. We're here to help the residents of, and citizens of Rock Hill. Do you have a, a captivating or interesting story or two from your time as a judge or a solicitor? Because I, I imagine there are some pretty good stories. That you're able to say on air? <laughs> um, I think some of the most interesting ones were, as a judge, um, I started out in bond court and then I went to DUI court. And it was just funny, like, doing the PD applications, we were talking about the public defender. And between the applications and just the defendants in general, I'm, when, I'm setting the, when I'm setting the bond, it's like, okay, well, this, this. Um, so I will set the bond at XYZ because I'm looking at whether you're a flight risk, I'm looking at your criminal history. And I had an individual one day tell me, but I've never gotten in trouble before. So da, da, da. I was like, you sure? It's like, no, I've never gotten in trouble but I can see this in North Carolina, and I can see this. <laughs> oh, that counts. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. It does. It does. And that and um, conducting the public defender applications, you know, I'm asking, I'm a very friendly person, so asking a male, you know, so how much do you make? You know, where do you work? And, you know, some of them took it the wrong way. Well, you know, um, I work so-and-so. I make, you know. Oh, I'm not. I'm not trying to talk to you. You know, I'm not trying to hit on you or anything. And I actually had a couple attempt to friend Facebook request me, oh. so I had to go change my name on Facebook. Mm. Yeah. Oh, so you have like a burner account almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a judge sets bond. Yes, sir. Is there like a mathematical equation? Because it sounds like the way you were going through it, it sounded like you were saying X is thirty points and Y is fifty points. It's not a mathematical equation. What we used is I'm looking at the maximum fine for the charge and looking at your criminal history. I'm looking to see if you're a flight risk, looking to see if you're a danger to the community. Those factors taken into account, if this is, let's say you were charged with, if I'm, in bond court, I said not just for misdemeanors, I mm -hmm. handle the county cases. So looking at your charge and let's say you had possession of a narcotic and this is your second or third offense, then I'm not gonna give you a $1,000 PR bond, mm -hmm. a personal recognizance bond. Yep. No, I won't, if you're, let's say you're not from here, um, you're from Georgia, you could be considered a flight risk, so how do I know that you're gonna come back to court unless I, 
uh, issue a cash surety bond, which that means that you have something invested in either you're going to put down some money or you're going to have to pay a bondsman to come put money down. And mm. then if you go MIA, then they're going to have to find you. Gotcha. Um, but those factors come into play. In your roles where you've had to be kind of a neutral party, is that hard or is that kind of something you're trained up on in law school? It was hard because in law school, to me, you're trained to see both. You're trained to see both sides, but you're trained to advocate both sides. As a neutral party, I can't advocate for anyone. Mm. And I remember um, presiding over preliminary hearings, and I'm listening. I was like, oh, you know, I'm thinking, why didn't you ask that? All right, why didn't? Oh. But I can't say that because I'm the neutral party. So that was one of the biggest changes for me as a judge. I'm like, I, I need to be on one side or the other because. My mind's always looking at both sides, which is good as a neutral party because I can see it from both sides, but I need to say something from one side or right. the other to get my point across. <laughs> and I couldn't do that when I was a judge. How do you feel like you guys over at the solicitor's, solicitor's office, tongue-tied, uh, work alongside and in partnership with the city? I believe we're, we, the city used to have the mantra to give the customer the pickle. We're always trying to help. Um, so not only in the court aspect, sometimes if someone calls and it's not necessarily just a case that's before us, it could be they're looking for the PTI office, which has nothing, they're looking for general sessions. So I can, we can give you their number, we can refer you to someone else. Um, if you're needing services, uh, I had someone that was completely unrelated to anything we had going on. I was like, okay, well maybe co contacting the juvenile solicitor because it was again it was not even a case that we had they may have an alternative program so I looked it up called over to their office to see if there was something that we can help them with but it's always just working with the city as much we're always trying to help it's not that we're trying to pass you off to anyone we're always trying to help provide good customer service so I think we work both with the city by providing that good customer service so we at CityCast here like to pride ourselves in just, you know, people at the community listening and educating themselves. So something relative to the community and maybe within your department is something being called to jury duty. So which is like one of the most dreadful things, you know, of course, that anybody could be called to. What's something you could tell, you know, the community that maybe gives them like a not find a way to get out of jury duty, but this could actually be a cool thing for you to be experience? you are helping your fellow citizens because you could be the victim on a case and you would want someone to hear that case so that it would be advocated in your favor. Um, and when I always start out with my opening statements, I always thank the jury for their time and their service and for being there that day because, no, like I said, no one really wants to be there for jury duty. I understand that, but we appreciate that you actually show up for jury duty because it is a very important role that shoplifting case or that um, petty larceny. You know, um, Matthew stole someone's dog. He stole your dog, you know? You're, That's me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a terrible person. <laughs> You're horrible. <laughs> you know, you uh. felt really bad about your dog being stolen. You had Fido for like 20 years, you know? Wow, Fido is old. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You know, you, you want the jury to listen to what happened and to make an informed decision because you felt you were really hurt when he stole your dog and you should be compensated for that. He should be found guilty for hurting you because you paid for that dog. Dogs are not cheap. Right. No. And you know, he was a member of your family. But that decision cannot be made if you don't have those six people sitting in that jury box mm -hmm. to assist us because we're not, all I can do is 
give you the facts and I can tell you what the law is that I'm attempting to apply and I want you to hear it. But if you're not there, I can't tell you anything. And I like to talk, so I need somebody to talk <laughs> to. <laughs> anything that we're missing or that you'd like to add? Um, oh, we did not mention the victim's advocate. We have a oh, victim's yes. advocate. I've um, spoken of a victim before. so Is that a program? or Actually, she works in our office. Oh, a person. Yep. A person. Yes, she's a person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so if um, she attends bond hearings, and when we're having trials, she's the one who contacts the victims and the witnesses to see there are some cases, let's say a, a harassment case, the victim may not be comfortable speaking in court if it's a bench court or during the trial the victim's advocate is the one who's been in constant contact with the victim to make sure the number's updated is there anything else you need the solicitor to know is there any additional information we need to present to the court that can be maybe incorporated into our questioning the victim advocate works with the victim directly so she's very helpful well, thank I, you. Oh, go ahead. I Sorry. just want to let you know that I, I, I've turned over a new leaf. I am so proud uh, This is no, to uh, the new year, new me. Uh, I'm not going to steal any more cookies. What no about, more no more dogs. What about the marijuana? No more marijuana. I'm so going proud. on a diet. I am pursuing counseling. And I am on and my way to hook. a better me. <laughs> Chisa, thank you so much for joining us um, and educating us. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill City Cast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.